the vibes welcome to episode number 150 of the hoop genius podcast presented by nba 2k23 as we celebrate 150 episodes make sure that you hit the link in the description to pre-order your copy of nba 2k23 that's not long until the game drops but in the meantime bj armstrong is here as always bj how are you What's good? What's good? 150 and counting. Mm-hmm. 150 and we just getting warmed up. And we're going to celebrate 150 in the best way possible by answering your questions. I don't think there's anything better than that, BJ. Giving the people what they want, the answers to their questions. Are you ready? Let's do it. So some of these are quite advanced as well. We're going right in, in the deep end. We're going right in, in the deep well, end. Well, I wouldn't expect anything less from our audience, so... Let's get into it. That's right. J4177 says, is there any adjustments you would make to the salary cap and its rules in the NBA? Luxury tax, etc. Is it unfair that Golden State have players on bigger contracts than any other team? Interesting question. However, it comes down and it boils down to really one thing. The ability to draft. Mm-hmm. The salary cap rewards teams and organizations that draft well. So while on the surface, it looks like Golden State has all of these salaries, it actually is rewarding them for the following. They drafted Steph Curry. They drafted Klay Thompson. They drafted Draymond Green. They drafted Kaminga. They drafted Wiseman. Okay, and when you draft those players, you have the right to retain those players' services under the salary cap, provided that you draft correctly. So give the Golden State Warriors front office credit for drafting players. Give their coaching staff for, you know, allowing these players to develop. And more importantly, they're getting the results. So. I think more than anything, what we've learned by watching Golden State is if you're going to be and have any type of longevity or sustainability in this league, you have to draft correctly. You can look at your Boston Celtics. Look what see what my Detroit Pistons are doing right now. You have to draft well. And when you draft well, you're able to retain these players under the salary cap as is. So would I do anything different? No, it's working. But you have to draft well. And that puts responsibility on the people who are making these picks. See, I have something that I really want to see. And I know that it would probably never work in actuality, but I I just want to see how the market would shake out. Imagine an NBA in which the salary cap still exists, but there was no such thing as a max contract. How much money would Giannis get paid per year? How much would Steph get paid per year? Because at the moment, the max contract limits the amount of money that these players can earn. But really the value they bring to these organizations is far more than the money that they're getting paid. I would love to see how teams would then be structured if there was no such thing as a max contract. You could give LeBron a hundred million a year. That would be fascinating. I wouldn't wouldn't mind that if we had a market where every team, you know, was was their own team. It wouldn't be a league. It would be like, you know, every team would be its own separate entity. However, in smaller market teams, they can't charge the same as a larger market team. Yeah. So, for instance, 
the New York, the New York Knicks, they could charge $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 for a front row ticket. You can't just do that in Oklahoma City. You can't charge the same in Sacramento. You can't charge that in New Orleans. Yeah. So then it would tip the scale. So you have to have some level of playing field. Yeah. If you're going to have some type of competitive spirit. Yeah. yeah all 30 teams. The salary so cap would stay no there. Idea. It would just remove the max contract. So you would have to sacrifice depth in order to re- attain the top talent. So you would see whether teams are going to go all in on one huge star who's going to take up the vast majority of their cap, rather teams who spread it out more. But that's just an idea that I think about from time to time. And we've got more we, questions we've done that. Through. Yeah, we've done that. But it, 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 it's very difficult to do because of the markets. But it's, it's, it's a great, great idea. Chris Rose says, of all the players currently in the NBA, which guard would BJ least like to defend and who would he least like to be defended by? Also, appreciate you guys continuing the podcast through the offseason. Best NBA podcast in the market. Shout out to you, Chris Rose. Real one. He asks questions almost every week. Big up to Chris. BJ, who would you least like to guard and who would you least like to be guarded by? Can I guess? Sure. I think you would least like to be guarded by... Drew Holiday. And I think you would least like to guard of all the guards in the NBA, Kyrie. What is your answer? Kyrie doesn't bother me. Oh. Um, Kyrie, Kyrie doesn't. Oh, you're going to have the clamps on Kyrie. Me. No, it's not about having clamps. It's when you, when you, the reason Kyrie doesn't bother me, I'm just, just look. He's listen, obviously he's a great player, but you know what? I've seen many a great player. So great players doesn't don't bother me. Okay. He has handles. That doesn't bother me. You know, the, the player that I least wanted to guard me back in my day was Muggsy Bogues. Oh, I, why? Because when you see something, there's some things you can't counter. Okay. So the player that I wouldn't want to guard in his prime would be Derrick Rose. Yes. I don't think anyone wants Prime to guard Derrick Rose. I don't think anyone Prime can Rose guard Derrick Rose. Is the one player that all of us older players and younger players, and I would always ask him, what are you trying to do against him? Well, if you get too close to him, he'll body you. If mm-hmm. you cut him right, he can go left. If you meet him at the basket, he can go over the top of you. If you back off of him, you know, he was able to make shots mid-range. If you got too close, you can get to the basket. Prime Derrick Rose was the one player that, you know, he wouldn't. And the one, the players that bother me or bother, it's most difficult to guard, are the ones who, who get by you in one move. Kyrie mm-hmm. doesn't bother me, not because he can't get by me or could he just get takes by a me. lot of dribbles. He just, he, he, he. He 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 plays with it, you know. He so, so he, gives you, he gives you four or five moves. Who from the current players then would you least like to have to guard? Someone like a John. Well, I just gave you one. Derrick Rose still Derrick Rose still playing. John Morant doesn't bother me. Okay. The, 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 John Morant. Those play. The way these guys play doesn't bother me. Who would you least like to have defending you then? My guess is Drew Holiday. Even though it should be, you know, I think Drew, I think Drew Holiday is a phenomenal, phenomenal defender. You know, 
you know, all jokes aside. You know, there's two guys that really caught my eye. That's caught, and and you know, a lot of things that because I, I look at, I always look at things how it translates from over time. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't look at like current. Mm-hmm. This kid Herb Jones, interesting. Really caught my eye. Yep, that wingspan. Okay, okay, and this other kid Scotty Barnes. Yeah, I don't know if they count as guards though. The question is just guards. Oh, well, they, they they are guards. Okay, in our era, they are guards. Now, in this era, they may be, I don't know, fours or small fours or whatever. There is no guards or forwards anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now there's, you know, Drew Holiday is an exceptional guard. The one guy I don't, I don't, it's two guys I don't like to play. Guys who can get up under me, like Muggsy Bowles, and guys who are constantly poking at the ball like Scotty Pippen. So the, because those guys don't allow you to dribble in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So when you watch Scotty, what made him exceptional is you couldn't get the ball to where you wanted the ball to be or had to be to pass it and make all of the proper passes. Scotty Barnes' arms are so long, and Herb Jones, the way he defends, you have to like, all right, I'm running play X. I can't have the ball ready to pass it because he's constantly poking at the ball. Yep. So guys who can get to places, that's fine. I, that, I, I've seen that. The guys who are constantly poking at the ball, like Herb Jones and Scotty Barnes and those guys, I, it, it, it's, it's, it's a nightmare to play against because you can't run a play. You can't dribble the ball comfortable, comfortably. They're just you a pest. Can't. They're constantly, and they have, they have length. You know, it's like Giannis. You think the pass is open, and then they can cut in the lane uh, mm-hmm. with their length. So, I would say those two guys right now, I wouldn't want to play against. Interesting, interesting answer. TJ Thorley, shouts TJ. Wish I was love on a timeline. He says, which team currently has the best starting five in the NBA? Keep up the good work, guys. Appreciate it all. We appreciate you, TJ. BJ, which team starting five is the best right now in the NBA? The best starting five. Yes. The Boston Celtics, quite clearly. You know, I don't know how how you say that, the, the, you know, are you saying just the best players? Are you saying the best team? I think on I paper. how you really define it. On paper, the Clippers have a really good sign five. Like we've not seen. Yeah, I, I would, I would, now, I would say, I, mean? I, I would, I would say right now, if you just look on paper at the rosters right now, you know, I like that Cleveland starting five. I really, I wow. really like that Cleveland. Not for the best like in Cleveland the league. Starting five, best in the league. Well, I, 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 I think Mobley, Allen, this kid, Garland, uh, Garland, and then. <laughs> Marking and dropped forty two points against Ukraine yesterday. Okay, I I I like Cleveland, but if you want to say accomplishment and what they've accomplished, I mean they have three players that are very that have they're very accomplished individually. Um, Kawhi, Paul George, John Wall. Mm-hmm. I I would say the I would say this year, probably Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Just right off right off the. But I'm gonna say this. I think New Orleans, New Orleans, 
Yep. Interesting. The Celtics, when healthy, are interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not you know, about who um, starts, though. It's about who finishes. Yeah. So I, I would say I would the Celtics, I would say New Orleans. Look, New Orleans could be phenomenal. Balanchunas. Zion. Uh, Zion. Brandon. Brandon Herb, Ingram. CJ. Herb. And CJ McCullough. That's, that's a tough start. But mm-hmm. then you can say Denver. You can look at Denver. You can't forget say, about Golden State either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't go to this. You, I'm saying there are a lot of teams now. Which team is going to put it all together? But Only I mean, time, there are a lot of like go to. Yeah, we got another question in from Rahul Asnani, who recently made a documentary about three on three basketball. Go check that out. He says thoughts on how the Kings do next season. Well, Rahul, we're currently in a process of going through all 30 teams of the league, so there will be an episode dedicated to the Sacramento Kings. So we will be answering your question in that episode. Mark Reese says keep them coming guys we appreciate you mark thank you for the support he says who would be your dream guest to have on a show dead or alive and what question would you ask them bj if we hear anyone to who's ever existed on the show and you can ask them one question who is it and what are you saying well what did we say about the kings i i, I, I was ready we, to give my answer about the Kings. we would do it on the king's episode otherwise we're gonna have nothing to say on that episode oh, if we oh, give them all the oh, answer now. Oh, okay yeah I'm, I'm excited about the kings can mm-hmm. i say this to, to the king's fans i'm expecting the, the king's king's fan Kings fans, Jack. I'm expecting and... them to get. I'm expecting them to be in the playoffs. How about that? And okay, we we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that on the episode because now who the title of that I... episode is is going to be rude. But who Anyone... would you have? One dream guest and one question that you could ask them. Any like anyone? Anyone who's anywhere? ever existed ever on this earth? Oh, Nelson Mandela. Oh wow! What would you ask him? You know, I, I would, I mean, there's so many things I would ask him, but I would, I would want to know his definition of the word perseverance. Wow. Wow. Like that, that if there was one like person that I could just ask, what's his definition of per- perseverance? Because we talk about, everyone talks about grinding. You hear, how many times do you hear this? I, I started from the bottom. You know, everyone mm-hmm. I grew every up with nothing. Ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every everyone, you know, everyone started with nothing, and then now they're they got all of the jewelry, diamonds, whatever. They 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 came up with okay, everyone's got this that got the story. But to me, that path. Uh, I, I I don't know how. I've only read about the s- stories, but that to me is a story of stories. And I just want to know one thing. Well, that makes how do my, you define uh, perseverance? How do you define that? My answer sounds so shallow now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yours uh, is? Man. Yours? If I, if I could have any person come on this show, dead or alive, that's tough. Mine was just going to be an NBA player. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, okay. it's a basketball show. Cool. Do you know what I mean? It's, cool. uh, hey. it's um, if I had to narrow it down to one person and just one question. Yes. Mm. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Oh, who'd you got? Who did you have? Is there it, no right or wrong? I think you ha- right it would have to be Kobe. It'd have to be Kobe. 
But then the tough part is what one question would I ask? You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I'd be so tempted to just troll him and say, how did it feel to play in the 2008 finals against the best team of all time? And um, see his response. <laughs> but um, no, something, something along the lines of, of what you were saying, alluding to with, with the mentality of perseverance, but for me, it's more kind of dedication uh, and kind of addiction to a craft whether it's playing basketball on the court like him, or you can apply that to other aspects of life, like what we do. It's that laser-focused mindset. It's what I'd want to know more about. But staying laser-focused, we're going to laser-focus in on these questions. As Spencer Easter B1, the Gary Payton II appreciator himself, says, opinions on the Warriors situation and talk that Jordan Poole is going to the Magic. I think it's all paper talk to get the Warriors to start panicking, but I'd like to add the situation will be interesting regarding the Draymond Green Supermax. Who do they sacrifice? I think we spoke about this already on the show, didn't we, B? On the yeah. Warriors episode that we did a couple of weeks ago now. Um, do you think that there's any likelihood that Jordan Poole goes to Orlando? I think the Warriors are going to, like all great organizations, they're going to explore every opportunity to improve their team. And the one thing that we've learned in the NBA is we've now identified how every championship caliber organization ends. It always ends and it ends bad. You're beginning now to see as they now are beginning to age and this run that they have there in Golden State it looks like how it's going to end for them is going to be over finances. The me factor is what breaks up every, every great championship team. It's, it always ends and it ends bad. Now, what they're going to decide to do, only time will tell. But I think they have to explore every opportunity to figure out how to win with their best player. As he is now currently in his prime and that's Steph Curry. Okay. Clay Thompson is coming off of an injury. I think he's fine. You have Draymond there. Okay. Who is part of their big three. However, their best player is in his prime and they're going to have to try to figure out from year to year to surround him, to give him an opportunity to win, whether that's going in a new direction, keeping the team as is, but more importantly, Financially, they got to figure out, are those, are those players, are they going to be happy financially in their roles and all of those things? Because things change from year to year. So the one constant there, I will say, is Steph Curry. Because if Steph Curry isn't healthy, I don't see them having a chance. But as long as he's healthy, I have to believe, and I think they should think this way, that they can – figure out how to put players around him as long as he's healthy and shooting the way he's capable of shooting. And that to me is their number one focus. So if that means moving Jordan Poole to get X, you got to do that. If that means keeping Jordan Poole, if that's the best, you got to do that too. So I think there's a lot of discussions, but I think you have to do the exercise and everyone's on the table except Steph Curry. What confuses me is the Orlando Magic. Don't you guys have enough young guards on your roster that you want to add Jordan Poole? I mean, you drafted Suggs, you've got Cole Anthony, you've got Markel Fultz. 
You got a whole roster of. We well, gotta players. assume they're gonna get. They would get something back. They would. They would get that back. You. They would get Markel Fultz or Suggs or whatever they felt. They would. Get so it'd be back. a sign and trade then. It'd be a sign and trade rather than yeah, just you, a free you agency would assume, departure. Yeah, you, they would get. Yeah, I don't know what they would want off that team, but you would assume. Well, I would. think they've got some nice pieces, but it's interesting. Yeah. The Spurs UK fan club say who should be the next Spurs coach when Popovich retires. That's also a question we're gonna save. For our San Antonio Spurs dedicated episode. So we're just going to have to pause on that one. So you're going to have to tune in for that in a couple of weeks. Brad Denny says, who is your top five most underrated NBA players right now? I don't know if we've got time for a top five, but BJ, have you got a top one NBA player that you think is severely underrated going into next season? Underrated. Underrated meaning? The, The public and the media don't give them the respect they deserve for their impact on the game. Because I, well, I, can, I can tell you, I, you know, I can tell you one that I, I, I have to, I underrated, you know, and that was the time Lord. I really, mm-hmm. I really undervalued him a year ago. Mm-hmm. I really, it, it, I really didn't have an appreciation to, I, I kept saying, ah, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Ah, whatever they thought i was and a madman and but when you see what he he really is excellent at what he does and he could do it against anyone it's not just he can do it against bigs he could do it against he can play against you know small ball he can play up tempo he can play when the game slows down and he has an impact on the game on the defensive end. And it doesn't matter where he's at, whether he's on the ball, off the ball. He really is a very impactful player. And I think he is one player that you could see if he was healthy last year. But I keep saying that maybe that was the one thing that was missing because he he was literally playing on one leg. Yeah, he had and a give the Warriors credit. Give the Warriors credit. And he had to recovery. The and, yeah. yeah, give the Warriors credit. The Warriors won. But. I have to, I, I often think, what would it have been like if he was healthy? Because he really wasn't healthy. And yep. you could see his impact when he would play well. Mm-hmm. He was the one guy that the coaches always felt that they had to have on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he was literally hobbling around. Like, yeah, he was, he, he was we, nowhere. Remember, there. we would see him while the rest of the team's practicing. He's doing exercises, mobility exercises for his knee. And so I'd, you went out to practice, but yeah, that's what he was doing while the rest of the team was right. doing their shooting drills. For me, the most underrated player in the NBA right now is Russell Westbrook. Because the way this man gets talked about by the media and by fans, you would think he's the worst player in the NBA. He's a former MVP and he turns up to all the games. He plays every game. He put up 18, 19 points a game, seven rebounds, seven assists. But the way they talk about him in the media and on Twitter and all of the rest of it, I think is disgraceful because unlike his other two co-stars in LA, he actually tries to turn up and play every game. And I think they need to respect him. I'm not saying he's the best player in the NBA, I'm just saying that I've never seen a former MVP get spoken about like this for a long period of time by media and the fans. So that's my answer, which is kind of an abstract answer. But I know you guys were waiting for some under-the-radar player who's going to blow up this season. But um, 
I think Russell Westbrook has now been hated on so much that he's entering the phase of being underrated. You know, if they traded him to a team where he was the main guy, everyone would sit there and eat their words. Because if they traded him to a middling team and he carried them to the playoffs, everyone would be like, oh my God, yeah, Russell Westbrook's back. You know, and I think it's just the Laker thing that's kind of making everyone hate on him. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a narrative thing. If you if you watch the games, yeah. but again, that's just me. Um, mm. But I, I can I can understand your. That's what I'm saying makes him underrated because underrated is just according to fans and media. Yeah, I you know he's you win the MVP in this league. I don't know how you can be underrated, but I, I get it. I mean, underrated. Um, I'm gonna tell right you another. Now, yeah, yeah I will tell you a young a young player I think is underrated right now is that kid SGK. SGK. SGA, I'm sorry. S- <laughs> I'm thinking, S- <laughs> yeah, shy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I think that's because no one watches OKC. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I think he's like one of the I think he's one of those players that can play the game at the highest level that no one really, you know, like if you got if he went to a good team, you know, you would go, wow. And I would tell you, I don't know if he's underrated now, but this kid Tyrese Maxey. You know, Mo, I, I, we keep saying we know Joel Embiid is the best player on the team. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to say it. I think Tyrese Maxey is the second best player on the team. I'm just saying. I, I, I hear I, you. I, I hear you. But I know I, I, I know for I, a fact James Harden is coming on a revenge tour. I'm, I'm going to just okay, say that. And I, I, I think Maxey's great. I think Maxey can even be an all-star. I think Philly going to have three all-stars this season. That, that's, but I that's think fine. James Harden is coming for revenge. Yeah, but... Yeah, that 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 doesn't that doesn't scare me because revenge means you're going to play on both sides of the basketball. See, see, Doc Rivers is a defensive. Doc Rivers is a defensive oriented coach first, second, and third. Mm-hmm. James Harden is an offensive player first, second, and third. Have we ever seen him on a team aside from OKC where he's coming off the bench, where he wasn't? Obviously, that weird Brooklyn phase was kind of a weird time because there was no consistency with those lineups because he played most of those games without KD or Kyrie, right? Right. Now he doesn't have to carry the whole offense. He's got Embiid. He's got Maxi, as you said. He's going to have to be more committed on the defensive side of the ball because that might be the difference in them winning the championship and not winning the championship. Here's what I know about James Harden. James Harden is a volume player. Mm -hmm. He's not an efficient player. The pick and roll with Embiid is hella efficient. Okay, that's great. You're not going to win a championship just running pick and roll. Ask Stockton and Malone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you yeah. have to have you you you, you, you have to have you know got to have a it's got to be a little diverse. You got to have a little shooting, a little screen roll, a little post up. Maybe we extend the defense. You got to do a lot of different things. We've seen the greatest screen roll combination in the history of the NBA. You just can't win one way in this league. You have to be able to do, got to have a little variety in your your game. Now, do I like the screen roll with Harden and Harden and and, and NBA? I do. But I'm going to tell you the one I'm, respect the most speed is the one thing that I don't want to play around with because you can't defend speed. It's only one way to defend speed. You got to build a wall. This Mm. kid, Tyrese Maxey 
is one of the fastest guys in the entire league. You cannot think of this, Mo. James Harden. Let's double that. Gone. Tyrese Maxey. You better not jump out on that screen roll too fast because that dude is beep beep. He he <laughs> may split it. He, he he's too fast. Nice. You have to respect that type of speed. That that speed that you got to say. You know what, guys? I'm gonna send. I'm only gonna send three people to the offensive glass every time because his speed is a little different. John Morant's speed is a little different. John Wall at one time had speed that was a little different. Mm-hmm. His speed, this kid Tyrese Maxey, Mo, I don't want any part of him on a back-to-back. I don't want to jump. I don't want to have my bigs trying to jump out and defend him. I don't want to be talking about anything that involves saying in front of this kid. James Harden, I'm okay with that. James Harden wants to put you on the back. He wants to feel your body. He wants to bump you a little bit. I'm okay with that. That's Mo, that's your game. <laughs> this kid, Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> I'm a back to Lord, the basket bulldozer. No. I ain't got no business yeah, playing like yeah, Maxey. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't want to. Man, listen, I'm you put me in the game with, with Tyrese Maxey, I'm getting two flavors. I'm the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. He, he, that's the only way I know he, how to stop someone that quick. I, no, <laughs> you come he, into the paint one time. Trust me, my brother, you're not coming back here nah, again. And, and he is in, listen, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to let this one go. He is in superior conditioning. Mm-hmm. That kid doesn't get tired. You know what I mean, Mo? He, mm-hmm. he is a superior yeah, I mean, conditioned he, athlete. How old is he, 21? Yeah, he's born in the year 2000. Know. How old does that make you feel? I feel hella old hey. even saying that. He was born in the hey. year 2000. Hey. But it leads me nicely to this next question. Pierce McGlinchey, who always asks great questions. Seeing as you're showing so much love to some of the current players, BJ. He says, with himself as the starting point guard, who would BJ pick in his starting lineup of players who he would have loved to have played with? Oh, okay. So, oh, so you plus four guys, but the catch is you can't pick anyone that you played with. So no Michael, no Scotty, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, okay. Anyone, okay. I just want to play with five. I want to play with five, seven footers, four, seven footers. Okay. So that's my. Okay. So the next question is from Jack Pickin. If BJ could pick a team, this is how I know Jack's a real guy because he listens to every episode. If BJ could pick a team of seven footers of current players, which ones would he choose? So answer the first one first, you plus four players, and then we'll get on to the. Oh, so, oh, so, so KD would be my two. KD, okay. KD would be my two. Okay. Mobley would be my three. Okay. Giannis. Would be my four of all time players. By the way, we're talking about all time, all time. Oh, players. we're talking all the all, all time. Yeah, with you at the point guard. All right, KD. I, I, I'm still going to pick KD. Mm-hmm. KD would be be my two. My three would be Giannis. Yeah. My four would be Duncan. Timmy. And my five would be Dream. That would be my... That would be my <laughs> no, Dream. Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, Hakeem, Hakeem. Yeah. Yeah. My, my bad. I, I, my bad. I, and, and, and the only reason I don't have Kareem in there... Kareem He's, and Wilt and those guys are... They're, they're just... They're, they're just... They're, they're just like... 
I, I would be too big of fans to play with those guys. See, I thought you were going to say Yao. See, as we're going for the trend of the tallest possible oh, players. Oh, no, 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 really no, no. You no, were going to put Yao at the five. No, there, there's a, I, have, I, have a, I have a definite philosophy on... You know, Mo and, and the listeners know. I my my fantasy is to have five seven footers on the floor. Uh, that would be I don't my know if fantasy thing. is the right word, but I hear you. Your NBA yeah, dream yeah, is yeah, five yeah. seven footers. So who would you have our current players? Yeah, my, if you're the GM, five player. If you're the GM, who's the five that you're running out on the court together? At the one, who's running point? Jokic. I can't have Jokic. Yo, yo, there, there's a certain. I haven't seen that seven foot guard. The closest I've seen is Magic Johnson. So, so who in the league right now would you play at your one if we're making the seven-foot squad? Probably Scotty Barnes. Is he I really like this kid, Scotty Barnes. He's not seven-foot. That's what I'm saying. I haven't seen – again, maybe you didn't hear me. I haven't seen a seven-footer yet who meets my criteria. Okay, but the, the question is players seven-foot. Okay, well, the best, the, best one I, the best one I can have is Giannis. At the one. At the one. At the two. That's the best one I can have. The two is Katie. Katie. Uh, three, Evan Mobley. Mobley. And then four and five. Jokic and Embiid, Wait, surely. Well, yeah, that's 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 all you can do. Not that's not my, that, that, I, 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 there's certain things that I need. Only a couple of those guys fit everything that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Giannis and Durant, for sure. Scotty Barnes... Scotty Barnes is what he's six. You got to be at least six nine, six ten. Yeah, six he's ten. At least somewhere. Okay, he's six nine, six ten. Scotty Barnes is that good? He's he's that good. He doesn't need. He doesn't. I I I want all players that can. Here's the thing: you can't defend Mo. Whoever rebounds the ball, you push it out. Mm-hmm. I want to eliminate. This is what I want to eliminate in the game of basketball in my era, if I were an executive, I'm eliminating outlet passes. Okay. There are no more outlet passes. Why? Because the hardest thing to defend is the guy who, who rebounds the ball and pushes it out. That's the hardest thing to defend. Okay. Interesting. Seeing as so, every coach I've ever heard so, says so, the ball moves faster than the player. So you better throw that out. The ball does move away. faster than the player, but I the 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 air the the you the room for air to steal the outlet pass to dribble the ball and get the proper spacing. Okay, if you rebound the ball and push it out, you're already in the middle of the floor. Mm-hmm. Especially like a Giannis, you can get cover the whole floor in not two or three. Giannis, Katie, Scotty Barnes. I don't care which one of y'all rebounded. Jokic. I mean, I'm not saying him, but. <laughs> I just got five guys. Just push it out. So if I had LeBron, uh, who else can be? Embiid, not, yeah, Embiid, and those guys. I don't care who gets it. Just push it out. Okay, okay. That, that would. But you know what? How 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 tall is Brandon Ingram? He should be on my list. Too. He's like He's got to be at least six to yeah, six, six eleven 10, somewhere six, around there. He is deceptive though, because he's so skinny. I think he makes him look super tall. You know what I mean? Yeah, he yeah, he's he's yeah, he's on my list. But I I I'm I'm, I'm that's what I'm all about. I'm all about Giannis, Giannis and KD. That's I, I gotta put three. Oh, I think Mobley is that guy. I'm excited. 
that, I mean, I'm really excited about those three. Well, we're going to talk about Cleveland in a soon upcoming episode as we continue our rundown all 30 teams across the NBA. Thank you to everyone who sent in their questions. Thank you to everyone who's still listening. That's 150 episodes and counting. Appreciate all of you guys who have been here from episode number one. Appreciate all of you guys who have been here just recently. We appreciate each and every single one of you. Thank you for rocking with us. And we're going to be back tomorrow because that's what we do best. More buckets, more basketball, more talk. We're going to continue breaking down all the other teams around the NBA. And the road to 200 continues. 250 by the end of the year. I don't think that's bad for a year's work. Free content for all of you guys. Mo, what do we like to say here? This is your favorite podcast. What? Your favorite podcast is favorite podcast. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because I guarantee when they roll out an all seven foot starting five, the GM of that team will be someone who listened to this podcast. Or it may even be someone who was on this podcast as the host. Wait and see. Until next time, my people, thank you. Comment, subscribe, like, leave a review, leave a rating, all that good stuff. We cannot say how much we appreciate all your support. The Rose 200 continues. Tell your friends to jump on the wave because we're just getting warmed up. Until next time, get buckets. <laughs>